Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 45, 45 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest, the first ever Gears of War professional player that is on the podcast, my man, Explosive, the rawest dude. These lights do things to people. What'd you say? They change people? These lights do things to people right there. Yeah, you got to Those t- lights right yeah, there. Yeah, no, but you got to talk into the microphone. Remember? said those lights do things to people right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, that's what you yelled at somebody across the across the aisle, right? I've yelled at a couple things at people across the aisle before. Yeah. And honestly, at like I probably couldn't even tell you like what I've said. Yeah. But like heat of the whenever, moment. It, it's it, the heat of the moment is really just different. Like especially like at that land environment, like yeah. no, nothing compares to it online. Uh, I I don't know. It's just being face to face like with the person that you've been yeah. playing all those years online. Yeah. Like it's different. It's a different. Feeling. Hell yeah! So uh, welcome to another episode. I know that we've been super spotty on the uploads, uh, but a lot of things have gone down. I've rejoined my man's over at Energy. Uh, they. It wasn't planned, by the way, for everybody asking. It's like, did you plan that ahead of time? Yo, I can't tell you how many many times people have asked me that question. I'm just like, I mean, it could have been. I mean, I don't know. All I know is that somebody somebody asked me, he's like, hey, what do you think of these guys? And I'm like, you'd be dumb not to pick them up. And then they picked them up. And then a couple of months we reconvene and and here we are. Uh, So... So thank you for stopping by. Real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors for the podcast. As always, thank you so much for supporting the Eavesdrop Podcast. We certainly appreciate it. It makes uh, the travel of Maddie and I easier to go to places we haven't yet, but we're planning on going to New York and doing the New York tour where we will do and sit down with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Keemstar, and of course, my man, Jerry Ferrara, a.k.a. Turtle, but now is uh, uh, Proctor, the the lawyer on Power. Such an incredible show, by the way. Um so just uh, really quick, uh, a couple of announcements. We have a, an Old Man of Optics stream that's going to be happening. Sorry. An Old Man of Umu stream that's going to be happening. Not this week as you're watching this podcast, but the following week we will be doing one uh, that is going to be pretty much a, not a race to prestige, but it's going to be a 24-7, not even 24-7. It's like a 12-hour grind every day to play game battles matches sponsored by, of course, Game Fuel and Turtle Beach. Huge shout out to them for that. And uh, we have a Hexquarters Instagram, Maddie. Yeah, is it up and running? You've been posting stuff on there? Uh, Instagram.com forward slash hex quarters, the way it's spelled out, H E C Z. You probably can't see that. Anyway, Gilbert Explosive, my man. How long, uh, how old are you? Let's start there. I actually just turned 21, uh, like three weeks ago. Um, 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah, careful with the with the pounding. Oh, I should have yeah. given you the rules before you started, man. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, give I'll, I'll, I'll be like this for yeah, the yeah, rest, yeah. rest of the time. No, you're good. But uh, I, I actually just turned 21. Um, I joined Optic when I first turned 18, uh, a little bit after, and uh, here we are three years later. And we're Three still, years we're still later, and then we have, how many tournaments wins, bro? Um, Under Optic? Yeah. Honestly, I think it's something, something like remember, 18. Remember with the microphone, the yeah, people yep, want to hear yep. your voice, bro. Honestly, I think it's something like 18 out of 20 while we were under Optic, and yeah. so far under NRG, we're already one for one, which was the E-League tournament. Yeah. And then uh, we've also been playing these online qualifiers, and so far we're first seed. We've won two out of the three, and uh, hopefully we can just keep the momentum going. I and, think uh, you can. So you've you've gone through a couple of iterations of your roster. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the the core three that you can call them now the core three: you, Billy, and my man Summons mm-hmm. from Shot Town. 
uh, the, the the crazy thing about that is that you guys have and, and I've you know obviously uh, I've had really good relationships with uh, with the first team obviously mm-hmm. we we're re- really close so I traveled everywhere with you guys uh, and I intend on doing that next next event I'm coming with you guys to Mexico is it next event is actually in San Diego in December and then in March I believe is the Mexico event December what um December six that weekend okay so six to eight. I, th- I think I am gonna be, all right so I'll be able to make that one um so for me. Like having having these podcasts is all about like getting to know you uh, first, and then you know your competition side of mm-hmm. everything you've done. So, uh, what when did you start playing video games? Honestly, I started playing video games, or video games were introduced to me for as long as I can remember. I had two older brothers growing up, so literally since I was like two, three years old, they were on their computer playing either NBA, like whatever NBA was out back then. Get the hell out of ba- it. it was some basketball game, or they were playing on Starcraft. PC? Yes. It, of course, it was choppy graphics. It was yeah. more, 10 times worse than Minecraft graphics. NBA Jam? So, something like that. But they yeah. were either playing NBA, Counter-Strike, or StarCraft. Mm-hmm. So the games that I actually first, like, first started getting into was like StarCraft. And honestly, I wasn't that good. But for a little kid, like it kind of like gets your mind used to like that competitive like edge, I guess. Yeah. Like competitive mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. In, in terms of like Gears of War and like console gaming, I... I never really took it serious because I didn't know it was a thing. Like, it was just kind of like something that I was doing, like, as a hobby. And then towards the end of my high school year, they actually announced, like, the um, the Gears of War, like, pro, the pro league, yeah. which was, like, a million-dollar prize pool. How old were you? And I was, I was a senior in high school, so, so I was 17, 17 about yeah. to turn 18. And uh, I was supposed to go to college over there in, uh, in Anaheim. Yeah. But uh, about two weeks before classes started, I yeah. actually told my parents, like, hey, I'm going to be taking a break. Just because we we had actually gotten the schedule and uh, I was looking through it and uh, I would have ended up missing already like probably like five days within like the first month of school. Yeah. Just because of all the tournaments going on at the time. Yeah. So I told them I would take a break, see where it took me. And what did um, they say? What did your parents say? Honestly, at first they were against it. But since at the time, like I think at the time I've won one, maybe two tournaments. And how much money did you bring into those? If you remember, my first tournament w- wasn't that much. It was like five thousand dollars. It was ESL Season One Pro League. Yeah, and then after that, I think the next big tournament we won was Columbus, and it was the one that you actually went to, and mm-hmm. it was twenty four thousand dollars each. And I think that was when like my parents and my whole family was like, "Yo, Yo. like this is a real thing," yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like because like because that's already thirty, yeah, which yeah. is most more than yeah. you know the, the average American probably makes on, just, on minimum just from, wage. Yeah. Just from video games, and my parents were really old school. They were the type to always like push school on me. Yeah, but growing up, are you I, first generation Filipino? You're Filipino, obviously. Yes, yeah. obviously I say obviously, but <laughs> uh, in high school I was Mr. Filipino. He, yeah, every, all the girls were like, "Oh my god, he's so cute." It's true. <laughs> anyway, so you're first generation Filipino, or yes, uh, Filipino, actually I was bo- I was born in the Philippines. Oh, were you? Yes, I was born in the Philippines, and I moved here when I was uh, around three, four years old. Really? Yes. So obviously, both of your brothers were as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. My entire family. That's crazy. Um, how old were you when you moved? You say uh, around three to four. Okay, so my, you, you my didn't first have language was yeah. Tagalog. It wasn't English. Yeah, but I did have cousins here, so and that kind of like helped yeah. me like transition. Yeah, for uh, for me it was it was uh, it was a, like having. Do you still speak? Uh, yes, I do. At, do. at home, that's pretty much all we speak. Yeah, yeah. You you can't hear it in your accent, which is obviously uh, because you you started at three years old. Mm-hmm. I I moved to the United States when I was thirteen, bro. I had to literally learn English. That's how my siblings were too. 
I had to learn English in like six months because I, I was not about to be the guy that got made fun of or <laughs> yeah. that didn't that, that someone got over. But what I didn't get rid of was my accent until like a year later, and only because I worked for six months to pronounce and enunciate everything like perfectly because I don't want somebody to be like you know hey man yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, to me like that's always been like a major fear like i don't i don't i don't like to be made fun of just like, nobody likes to be yeah. made fun of but uh for me it was like i took that shit personal right i i feel like where i came from like in southern california like it yeah. was very diverse so like that cultural differences like isn't something that people would really make fun of you for yeah i went to holmes junior high school in wheeling illinois and it was in the it was 1993 so you know racism wasn't like super frowned yeah, upon yeah, you know yeah. so you had the little asshole you know everybody that, that, that you know, and it was there, crazy yep. because it was it was the white kids the the black kids and some of the mexican kids that already spoke english we're like ah fucking beater <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm like well oh, fuck out and i'm like bro we're the same we're, we're, we're the same like they're like no we're not you know i speak english you don't so i'm like i'm like all right cool fine so i i, I worked my way like and 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 again, learn English in five in five to six months, and I I mean fluent enough to where I could understand speaking and, and mm-hmm. get through life fine. But the accent was a thing that I had to work on super hard. My sister worked, uh, I think, like a year, year and a half harder yeah. uh, or longer than I did to to lose her accent. You know, so. I, I think I'm the only one in my family actually without an accent. I think yeah. if you talk to any of them, you could tell that English like isn't their first language. So. Hell yeah, that's crazy. Do you go back to the Philippines at all? I actually haven't been since fifth grade. I'm thinking about my. I believe my family's going on. Uh, in december so mm-hmm. hopefully i'm i'm planning on going along with them look bro there there isn't anything better than to be able to go back to you know to to where you came yeah. from you know what i'm saying especially, especially with as, the, a, as a girl like as an adult as a grown not adult a child. that can spend money yeah, out there right. you know what I'm saying? don't bring cash yeah. you know what I'm saying? just I, I don't know how you guys get down there but um it's uh it'd be it'd be a very good experience and if i can recommend anything to anybody ev- everywhere it's like take take a family trip with someone to go experience something together because the shit that you're gonna learn from there uh, there's there's not there's gonna be nothing better for you bro to be able to go down the street and then your dad be like i grew up there and then mm-hmm. you look at it and then you put yourself in the privilege that you have now living in the united states and that's something that like i never ever ever take for granted i mean granted you know now i live in a fucking big ass house and not like not what I yeah I I, used I, to. I play video games for a living I still can't believe it to this yeah. day like uh, it's weird to to wake up every day and think like damn I guess I gotta go to work turn on my Xbox <laughs> like I can't believe like those are the words that come out of my mouth at yeah. 21 years old when I was planning on like going to, I was planning on having that like regular life getting a job you know going to college all that and instead here I am in in Texas <laughs> in in your opinion what is the best what's the best job in the world in your opinion. Uh, like you see everything um, like, take everything into account every single thing that people get paid for to you know, get paid to do something what is the best job in the world that you think i i think it's different for everyone i think it's whatever that person enjoys if if you enjoy what you're doing then yeah. you're not really working at that point you don't think athletes have the best job in the world almost oh, death now they, they're definitely overpaid by by a yeah. mile and a half but so yeah so they do right like athletes so the, the where i was going with that is I, I i think that athletes have the best job in the world if i could pick one i'd be like an athlete right there's nothing better than to play in front of a crowd that you know to be loved by mm-hmm. an entire city and sometimes internationally because of how good you are at, at, at a sport and you're playing a game and, and you get to live the luxurious life to me that's it and you know on the on the same sort of spectrum you have you know esports athletes right Mm -hmm. competitors when it comes to video games like it's super dope to be a youtuber i love being a youtuber i love creating content like that's my shit but i would love even more and i mean this i would love even more to fucking be on stage looking across and just point my finger at them and be like where are you going 
get the fuck off yeah. my stage. To be honest, I think that's why Gears events too are always a lot more fun. I feel like Gears events to like like when you when you go to a Gears event and then you go to like the online community of Gears, it's never like that same intensity, that same hype. When you go to a Gears event, like it's crazy. Like you you literally think people like want to fight each other, but yeah. online like all of that like personality just kind of like gets buried. It's kind of like boring online. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like I never really even get to interact with these like people until we're at that event. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. No, I bet because so Gears of War for me has been. I mean, it's 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 been around for a long ass time. Like Call of Duty two mm-hmm. days that like that was around. Diesel was a massive massive Gears player, and he used to hang out with like the other Gears of War players and he would come he would he would hop back online after going to a Gears event and be like yo the the wildest shit yeah. just fucking happened <laughs> like every these time, dudes were fucking time. fighting like like back in the day like, people actually fought and I'm like get the fuck out of your video games and at this time I'm only like it, this is when we were first starting to play so I'm 26 he's call it 17 18 right diesel and and i'm thinking i'm like i'm 26 i grew up where i grew up and i'm like i've seen you know i've seen fights over you know gang shit i've seen fights over girl shit i've like seen fights yeah. but video games i've seen well but then immediately i'm like well i i I myself have gotten into fights on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I see how competition it's can... It's just anything that's competitive. Like, people yeah. would push you over that edge. Especially when you lose, huh? No. A lot of people are sore losers, bro. Me? A lot. Me? I'm, uh, I'm the worst fucking loser in the world. That's why I don't do it. I, I Same. Literally, <laughs> same. I don't know how many times I get told... I've been told so many times that you're, you're bad at losing. And I'm like good like isn't that how it's supposed to be i like, never want to be comfortable ex- exactly losing. i never want to lose and not feel the way that i do every time that i do yeah oh but uh okay so on on that so it's been around for a very long time and it's always had that culture where it's i don't want to say wwe because it's 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 more than that this is like like and it's not an act either like th- these are it's, emotions that run high real real emotions real, emotions real words that, yeah real words that put people in in a certain fucking mood they, you they know what i'm saying put them in their feelings for sure yeah uh so so when when we got into gears i was like hell yeah because i'd seen like you know i've seen little clips and shit of of you talking shit and i'm just like i'm like man optic needs that shit like we need that those hype moments for vision like we need to have that little extra like oh my god this is a different culture and that's what i love about video games it's it's so culturally diverse and when i say culturally i don't mean nationality or race i mean culture i mean norms right norms uh that that get established through through the esport you play League of Legends. Everybody's like, you know, that you know, good game, good game, good game. You play uh, uh, OWL. I, I just, you know, started to like really, really watch uh, Overwatch with mm-hmm. the San Francisco Shock, and everybody hugs each other after. They're like, "Hey, man, good game, good game." <laughs> and I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm like, man, that is not me. I could never. I have, could, you, have, have you seen any clips of like the fighting game community? I feel like that community is a lot yeah, like the Gears yeah. community. Too. Oh yeah, rowdy. The, yeah. The, one of the rowdiest, best, best. Uh, and, and I like that. They are very protective of mm-hmm. their of their uh, scene. It sucks that Nintendo is who Nintendo is, and they do what they do, and don't let them sort of grow or show yeah, the that support. Community they is yeah. huge. I don't but know how they have blown. No, up, up. I mean, think about it, dude. It's it, it's incredible. The crowd itself is is crazy. Um, but then, but then again, you are right, like right next to the dude when you're playing. So you know you can. It's it's always those games where like it feels so intimate. You yeah. know, like it feels like you literally are the character. So when you're when you're getting beat up in the game, it feels like you're getting beat up out of the game too. Yeah. Because then there's this guy just standing across three feet away from you, just talking so much shit, and I feel like that that's when that's when people kind of lose their kind of lose their composure, and I feel like that's also one thing that people don't really 
like take too serious in esports right now is that a lot of people really don't have like good composure. Yeah. You could see it in their characters, you could see it in their gameplay, like how how easily they're tilting or how bad they're tilting. Yeah. And uh I feel like that's one of like the that's one of the things people don't or people that's one of the things people overlook when they're looking at like yeah. esports players too. Playing Call of Duty, there's only two people that e- that have that have gotten under my skin to where it affects my gameplay. And I'm not talking about that. I'm a professional that I'm yeah. that good, but to the point to where I see myself acting different and being different. Two people, Nate Shot and fucking Fwiz. Nate Shot because he annoys the shit out of me when he's fucking playing. Like, and he talks mad shit for no reason. Every time you just chill there, just yeah. casual warm up. Yeah. And something. it's not that I played with him a whole bunch of times. Like Fwiz, Fwiz, I played with hours and hours and hours and hours on competition. But Fwiz has a good way of making you feel like shit with eloquent words if that fucking makes any sense and that always used to like when he means it though like obviously he talks shit non-stop but when he means it and he's like r- like trying to berate you and 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 make you feel like shit i it always fucking gets me mad like it fucking tilts me like no I, i'll get into arguments with hutch i'll get into arguments with diesel like all day long it won't it won't it won't be a thing but when fuiz gets annoyed and starts trying to be annoying to you he'll fucking succeed in doing that and that that to me it's crazy so when you are competing and you're playing against for you're playing for money and we're talking about the difference between having a really really good year and taking care of your bills for the rest of the year and not so when you're in that situation and then you're beating somebody and they are already feeling like shit because one they lost and nobody likes to lose but two they start to realize that the money that we're going to get they're not no longer getting but then on top of that but then on top of that to hear some guy on stage say, "Hey, where y'all going? Where y'all going?" <laughs> yeah, it, it's always the funniest thing. But at, at the end of the day, I feel like our community does a really good job of like separating like that trash talk to like the personal, yeah, the personal things. And that that's something that you kind of see like in esports. Like as the years have gone by, mm-hmm. a lot of people have kind of taken trash talk. Like as, it's just trash talk now. It's not like real life shit talking. Yeah. It's I'm not talking shit to you because I want to fight you afterwards. Like we're just talking shit because it's a competition, you know. Yeah. And it's it's about who wants to win more and because it, it is mental. Do whatever you take. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of it is mental. And and you try to do your best to win at mm-hmm. all costs, no matter what it takes. Yeah. So what is uh? Th- there have been fights though. Obviously, uh, with with we, we had ice on the team, mm-hmm. ice icy on the team, uh, and then he got into a fight. And L- were you there when when that happened? I was actually. You want to talk about that? Um, you don't have to. I, I don't, don't even feel pressured. It's, it's, honestly, I don't know if he wants me to. But yeah. Pretty much, it wasn't even a fight. Yeah. They they were gonna fight, but one swung before yeah, the other. Pretty much, and yeah. it was in a public space, so it's not like they could have yeah, even yeah, yeah. fought if they yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to. So. But you know, in situations like that, I I always feel like, man, I, I wonder if it if if it had to do with the game or it had to do with like. A little bit more than that. Situations like that, it, it's never really, it's never just about the game. At, if if anything ever escalates to that level, it's always because it's it's something personal that was said, and one person felt some type of way, uh, regardless of whether or not the other person meant it or not. Yeah, like, that's that's how they feel, and like yeah, it's at that point, like you either talk about it like grown men or you do that. And, yeah, uh, and they did that, <laughs> and they did that. Yeah, and uh, did did we win that event? Yes, we, we actually so did. So we still... Uh, I see was actually going off that Yeah, oh, of course, man. That the, dude's the nasty. Tooth. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. was tweaking. He, he, oh, yeah, he did get a tooth yeah, knocked out, right? It's... it's uh, people, people underestimate how weak a tooth is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's really easy to knock your tooth out. It flies. Yeah, it, it flies. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that thing went flying. Wait, I, what do you mean? You saw the tooth fly? Yes, yes, I saw the tooth. How? What, was, did he hit him from the side? Because if, if, you um, hit, if you hit somebody head on, like it goes inside your mouth. 
I think he did hit him from the side because we were in the elevators waiting to go yeah. up. You know, like that. And you that saw the two me. fucking flag. <laughs> I was like, yo. And then after that, we just kind of helped. Did you guys pick it up? Uh, yeah, we did. I, I, I didn't pick it up. I don't know who picked it up, but he, he had it at the end of the day. I don't think he could replace that. No. It's not like a it, finger. It, it also wasn't like a instantly like he got it back. He got it back like six hours after it happened. Because <laughs> that happened and then instantly we we got pulled to the side like yeah. we were back in high school. Yeah. Who? Uh, I think I got a call saying, he's like, hey, uh, how do we handle a fight? Yeah. I'm like, did it happen at the venue? No. It's none of your fucking business then. <laughs> you know, the league has no jurisdiction yeah. here at all. I'm, like, pre- I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they wanted to ban the players from, from that event too. So I was I was almost forced to play with Ashes, our coach, for the yeah. second time in my career. He says he's good. I mean, could he hold his own at that level? Absolutely not. Nah, at that level, <laughs> no. There's there's very few people that can hold their own. At that yeah, level. of course not. Yeah. So let let me ask you this. Obviously, we've we've gone through <coughs> iterations of uh, pardon me. We've gone through iterations of the of the roster, uh, and right before we started the podcast, you said that this is probably the best roster that mm-hmm. you've ever played with. What what is it about this roster that does that? Honestly, I think this roster really just has like that switch. I feel like when the the pressure is on and like the the biggest match of the tournament is like there, like I feel like we're the only team that looks forward to that that amount of pressure, I guess. Um I feel like we've always played to our competition even like our previous teams. Yeah. So, but but this team, I feel like e- even like whenever things don't go right, if we lose first map or something early on in the tournament, instead of just tilting and and you know just losing the second map, like we kind of we kind of buckle down, and you could you could tell by our demeanor and like just our calms that like the the switch has been flipped, you know, like, and I feel like that's I don't know I I, I think that's why we're so dominant is just I feel like we're focused and we're not afraid to like make plays like in the when in pressure situations. Yeah. Um- when you're when you're beating people so consistently, does it does it at some point or another become more about beating yourselves and what you've done in the past than the teams? Because if you're that dominant, you know that you're gonna walk all over somebody. Do you then say, let's try to beat them, you know, a three oh map count or or do you just just go into every match thinking, let's just win this match, win this match, win this match? Uh we go into every match pretty much thinking just win this match. Unless like it's a it's a like against like another top team, like a rival team, like reciprocity. Which has been like, which pretty much has like our our ex teammates on there, and then uh, praise and Solars as ex teammates. Yeah. So pretty much both our teams combined are is on one team. So whenever we play against that team, I feel like we actually do play at our best, no matter what, whether it's online or at LAN. I feel like when there's something more to it than like the game itself, that that's when like you really hit that next level. What I liked about praise coming on the team was that you added another person that was just going to be just as loud as you if not he might be worse. louder he yeah. might he might he might actually be yeah. the loudest person in the gears community and there's a lot of loud people in our community yeah but he's mad funny yeah bro. no he's he's from the bronx he he, he does his thing all so the he's time. the guy that he's like where y'all going yeah. hey don't point the camera at them where are they go bro that's like one <laughs> no, of the funniest that was bad and, and he was telling us too like he didn't even mean for them to like point the camera at them as he yeah. was walking <laughs> as they were walking away but they did like that is so disrespect. Like you can see him walk. They said, "No, <laughs> that was that Based was down, ruthless, yeah, bro. That was bad. It was so ruthless that I, I, I like, I, I, I grabbed that clip and I sent it to pe- to my friends who don't even play video games. I'm like, yo, check how wild <laughs> this shit is. It's fucking ruthless out here. You would think that was scripted too. That was actually no, funny. no. He's nasty. I, I like, I like him as a character in the in there. Like, uh, it's, it's that. But I think uh, from 
from obviously like the, there's a lot of stuff that isn't captured uh on, on, on video and, and that and i think that's what when hitch used to follow you guys around like he got to capture some of the stuff that really you know sort of sort of uh positioned what people look at the gears community as because uh and i'm not saying that we're the sole reason that you know it changed because with more with more eyeballs on, on the gears community the more you'll understand the culture and the, the more you'll be like okay this is part of the thing and it's not necessarily you know disrespectful uh to give you an example uh a couple of years ago people started getting salty at the fact that when a team came on stage that they didn't like, people were booing, and they're like, "They're like, oh my god, I can't believe they were booing the other team." It's like, have you ever to a, have you ever been to a fucking sporting event? Yeah, right. Like, have you ever like, been to Have you ever been to a Bulls game in the nineties? We booed. That's fucking what fans every, are for, you know. Yeah, like, you booed them. You're not there to cheer everyone on. Like you're there to pick one side. Yeah, it's it's these it's these everybody gets a trophy people, mm-hmm. man. Like yeah. eighth eighth place trophies, it's man. A competition for a reason. Yeah, I I don't think I. I was just thinking about it. When was it? I, I was drawing uh, something in my friend's book. I, I, was, I was doing a, uh, I was, I was doing a, a page, and uh, and when I was drawing it, I, I was thinking about because my friend's like, "Yo, that's just whack," and he was just kidding. But I was like, in my th- in my head, I, I got really competitive in there. And I remember too when I started writing graffiti, I used to like it wasn't just about the art for me. It was about doing more. And like, there's an actual competition in graffiti, like who can paint more places called mm-hmm. bomb, and who can who can get up more. Right, essentially, and when I when I was coming up, I'm like, all right, not only am I gonna get up more, but my letters are gonna look way better than your trashy ass letters. My 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 letters are gonna be more complex than yours, and it's always been that way with me. Like any, I can be competitive about fucking everything, right? Yeah, like I, I don't I don't make this podcast and say, all right, I'm just gonna have a fucking conversation. Yeah. No, I want I want to have the best podcast in esports. That's just the way that it goes. Um, anyway. That's uh, that's that's for for another thing. But so in, in the competition aspect, have you guys ever gotten to the point to where you have uh, felt in at times where you're just like, maybe we shouldn't be this, maybe we shouldn't cross this line as much as we're crossing this line, or have you always been just like, let's win this and then we'll worry about what happens later? In terms of like talking shit, talking mad shit. No, I I've never ever crossed that line. I feel like that's one thing I do a really good job at. I always keep things in game. And uh, I never really ever get personal unless they get personal with me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like you know, it, let's just yeah. let's just hope no one swings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I don't know. It's really easy for me. For I feel like for a lot of people in the years community, it's actually like a hard thing. Like there's obviously certain words that we can't say mm-hmm. in tournaments, and people to this day are still getting like caught with like with technicals. Because now if you get caught saying those words, especially like during a listening or if they hear you like on yeah. the camera, yeah. like you literally you you have to put your controller down for four rounds and you can't play you literally you have to has that happened to us yes it has happened i think three times to us no 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 not to us not to us us. it happened three times in uh they've only done it for two events which was e-league and then boston the last gears four event and i know in boston it happened like five different times where people are just in spawn without the controller just the the thing about that though is that the tournament organizers need to do do a way better job at at, at letting people know that they're gonna go and do a listening. Yeah, for okay? sure. Okay, Th- there's nothing like th- there's nothing stopping them from putting a light, a signal light that says lights up red. That means that it's a live. lot of teams have coaches nowadays too. They could even like yeah tell them yeah. So, but that's the thing. Like there was a lot of situations in Call of Duty where it was bad you know like some very early on you know somebody dropped the n-word and it was like really like the hard r and i'm like what i'm like what the fuck's wrong <laughs> yeah, with this dude in a, in a, in a live no on, on listening oh no, listen- i don't remember bad. the name I, and even if i remember the dude's name i wouldn't say yeah. it because it's you know it, 
and it wasn't right, right? But but at the same time, from a broadcasting perspective, like you got to do a better job at, at letting people know, hey, you're gonna be, we're gonna listen to you, yeah. so maybe turn it down a notch, right? You. you you inspire your teammates or you hype up your teammates a certain way for whatever reason and that's that's all fine and dandy. But in this case scenario, like you have to give that warning because maybe you don't want us overhype them by fucking going super hard. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need to turn yourself into a different person to be able to accomplish the thing that you want most. Mm-hmm. That's competition at its finest. Sometimes you really got to dig deep and say, I usually wouldn't do this. But I want to win this, yep. you know. So you say something to bring something to knock the not the other dudes of 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 its axis. Um, so yeah, that's crazy. And uh, and you say that this happened recently on the on the technicals. Did they get get, get uh, away with like move away from that or? I don't think it happened at E League because I think after Boston, like everyone was like, "Yo, these guys aren't playing any games." So I think people actually did end up learning from that event. But I, I do know a couple of people that ended up losing, like, matches because they couldn't play for four of the seven rounds that you need. So that's, that's still, like, a terrible way to go out. I don't know. I would be really mad at my teammate if that's why we lost. Yeah, especially in the finals because it could happen in the grand finals, right? There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no real, like, all right, it's, you can say whatever. You can't, you can't say this unless you're in the finals and then we won't, you know, penalize you because it's a finals. But that yeah. happens. That, is, that, that could be something that, that happens. Is the... Is the is the learning curve for for Gears of War the you know as, as tough as it seems? Obviously, you know, for me being a first person shooter, looking at a third person shooter, it's just like for me, it's like mind blowing how you guys are able to like do that. Um, like, what separates the men from the boys? Honestly, what separates the men for the like in Gears, what separates the men from the boys is just the timing and just overall like just the overall experience that you have just from playing the game. Uh, a lot of us have been playing this game for. For damn near 10 years so like we have all the timing down all the mechanics that have been pretty much the same slightly tweaked over the last 10 years and honestly i feel like the the learning curve is really hard on the controller but seeing people who have never really played gears played on the pc and seeing like how much they've improved after like a week or two i feel yeah. like it's a lot easier on the pc and i feel like this game i feel like gears would be a lot more popular if if it was mainly on pc just because uh, it's a lot more enjoyable and yeah have you played it on the PC? Never. Never. No, I'm, don't I'm do scared. It. Yeah. yeah don't do it. And and when you say playing on the PC, are you talking about keyboard and mouse or no, just computer? Uh just just computer. Okay. Just keyboard and mouse or plugged in with the controller. Yeah, because how do you really how do you wall bounce with a with a mouse and a keyboard? Keyboard and mouse on Gears of War is actually OP. Like, yeah. Really? I've I've played against a couple people on ranked matches and they don't miss. They they don't miss. I feel like it's just because the game is overall slower. Yeah. And you just have more control, obviously, because you you're on a mouse. Yeah. You know, it's, it's becoming a little bit more clear that that uh, that the using to me, per, you know, personally, that using a mouse is way easier to aim with than 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 that. Uh, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to the sponsors really quick, bro, and then I'll, and I'll come back and then I'm gonna ask you what other games uh, you play because I I anyway, I let, let me give them a quick shout out really quickly. Uh, this 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 week, uh, Butcher Box coming back for a second week in a row, and I love me a good filet mignon. I I love it, and when I and I mean it, when I go to a restaurant, I order a Pittsburgh black and blue filet mignon. Shout out to Hastro and Fuez for teaching me the ways. I think it was more Hastro than Fuez, but it is amazing. To give you a quick rundown on that, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers 
used to back in the day they used to have like a little bit of time to go to go on lunch so they would bring a fillet and then they would they would sear it they would sear the outside of it so much that it was burnt to a crisp almost but the heat and the process killed everything inside of it so that you know so it was like a super super rare uh steak but at the same time it was super super safe to eat uh it was super rare Hence the the blue in the Pittsburgh uh, black and blue because it's black on the outside and blue on the inside, but it's it's red. Uh, anyway, it, it, it's delicious. My favorite thing to order. Make sure that you only order that with a fillet and not with a T-bone or something like that, just so you can get the full effect. Anyway, uh, back to this. When it comes to meat, quality matters, but there's more to quality and taste and texture on a meat, right? It, I I personally believe that it has to be uh, humanely raised, right? It's better for you, it's better for the animal, and more importantly, better for the environment. Okay. Um, not everyone has a convenient access to high quality meat. Uh, it's super hard to find 100% grass fed, finished beef, uh, free range chicken, organic chicken, heritage breed pork, or wild caught salmon at the grocery store. Okay. And sometimes it's super, super expensive as well. Luckily, there's ButcherBox. ButcherBox believes that everybody deserves high quality meat, humanely sourced meat, and it is super easy to have ButcherBox meat just show up to your door. Never be without something to cook for dinner because there's always meat in the freezer. One less trip to the grocery store and a better, more affordable selection too, right? There's nothing more festive than a turkey dinner. I mean, it is Thanksgiving uh, after all. Um, so this year, make sure that Thanksgiving dinner is right with Butcher Box. I mean, when that's next month. So we're almost there. So you better get get going on this uh, on this subscription. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your house. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has to 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals, which is why Maddie and I split it. Uh, it is packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. And when we opened it, we saw the, the high-quality pack, and it had dry eyes the whole nine. It was super, super good. Um, you can customize your box or go with any of their customizations. Either way, you get exactly what you want, okay? ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. With uh, ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. That is super cheap, now that I think about it. I was just literally thinking about last night's dinner, and that was not uh, cheap. Uh, and then they even have free shipping nationwide, except for Alaska and Hawaii. Don't ask me why. Um, so yeah, with Thanksgiving right around the corner, now is the perfect time to give Butcher Box a try. Sign up today and get a free turkey. Free turkey for Thanksgiving, okay? Free turkey for Thanksgiving plus $20 for, uh, off, off of your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com forward slash eavesdrop or enter promo code eavesdrop at checkout. That's butcherbox.com forward slash eavesdrop or enter code eavesdrop at checkout to get a free turkey and $20 off. I mean, oh my God, $20 off and a free turkey? I mean, what else do you need? Man, just go to um, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash butcherbox.com eavesdrop uh, forward slash eavesdrop to enter promo code eavesdrop at checkout for a free turkey and $20 off of your first box. Oh my God, is that going to be topped off? Woo, I don't know. Anyway, we have uh, Muggsy Jeans also coming back for a for a second time, certainly appreciate that. I got my Muggsy jeans. I've been wearing them. I just don't have them on right now. Unfortunately, I wish I would have planned it a little bit better to uh, to show you guys. You know, give you give you the full 
tour of what the fans are. They're, they're, they're super comfortable. They're stretchy, but they're very, very solid jeans. Uh, Muxie jeans are the most comfortable men's jeans ever made. That's a fact. No exaggeration. Muxies are real jeans that literally feel as comfortable as sweatpants. The magic is in Muxie's proprietary fabrics, which include a blend of high-tech materials that use these jeans mind-blowingly soft and flexible. Okay, They make these jeans mind-blowingly soft and flexible, Best of all, Muggsy's comes with a stylish fit that is not too baggy, but also not too tight. You boys know what I'm talking about. So you look even better than you feel. If you're comfortable with jeans that look that good, Muggsy jeans are for you. The guys at Muggsy jeans are confident you love them so much that they offer free USA shipping and returns, so your comfort is 100% guaranteed. Do your legs a favor? Grab your own pair of the jeans that are sweeping the nation. Head over to Muggsy.com. That's M-U-G-S-Y.com and use code HEX, H-3-Z-Z, for $10 off again. That's Mugsy.com, M-U-G-S-Y.com, and use code HEX with a three for $10 off. One last time for the people in the back. Head over to uh, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash Mugsy.com and use code HEX with a three for 10% off. You should do it. They're super, super comfortable. Anyway, back uh, back to where were we? Uh, on, on the games, right? I have the, obviously, Scumpy, I've seen play uh, Counter-Strike. He's good. Uh, Crim Six Karma's obviously good at every single fucking game that he plays. Are you really good at other games that you've played? Have you played Call of Duty? Uh, start yes, there? I, I've definitely played Call of Duty. We've actually tried going pro in uh, AW, mm-hmm. or not pro. We, we we tried qualifying for the semi pro league, which yeah. was still a thing at the time, and uh, we were actually one round away from qualifying, and we got flooded. We got we were one round away from qualifying, and we were in map five tiebreaker. Our yeah. host, our best map, our best game mode. And we ended up getting flooded, and in five minutes we got the loss. When you say flooded, like hit offline. Oh, yeah, damn. We got we got hit off. One of us Call got of Duty kids, one of bro. us got hit offline. One round away from making the semi pro league, and and Call of it. Duty kids, brother. I mean, some, some of them are so. I like, can't be mad at them really because you know because they did that. We're we're in, we're I'm in the position that I'm in. So yeah, you but know, shout out to whoever flooded us. Yeah, so yeah, who who <laughs> who definitely. Has never won any <laughs> fucking money in any competitive sport. Oh man! By the way, loser. Oh, I, I hate that shit. So, um, so having played Call of Duty, do you think this is my thing? And the reason that I'm, I'm going to bring this up is because if I was in a position where I didn't have the ability to, obviously things are different on Call of Duty because of franchising. But if I was in a position where I am a brand new franchise or or team, that's not a franchise because it differentiates. So be. Get franchise out of your mind. Let's talk about two years ago, regular Call of Duty. If I was a a, a team uh, or a team owner that for some reason didn't have a good team, my first thing that I would do is I would go to I would go to the to the Tox guys. I would go to you guys, and I would go to somebody else in another game mode and try to get the best players from there and bring them on to Call of Duty. Um, because if you're good with a controller in in certain levels, I do think that. I do think that people like you can be pro in Call of Duty and can be better than 75% of the people out there. You know, it's a natural God-given talent and that, that separates you from everybody else. And I think that if you if you get a, a, a cohort of those external outside players, not only would you have a fucking incredible storyline going into that genius, but you would also have like the ability to be like, okay, I'm going to follow this team just because they're players from another fucking team yeah, and they've right. won championships in another team. In other games. You know what I'm like, saying? What are they doing here? Think about Formal, <laughs> right? Formal was a, was a Halo player. Think about uh, uh, Frosty, who was a, a Halo player. He did good in Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Now, yep. You know what I'm saying? So if, if I'm me... 
and I don't have access to my scumpy. I don't have access to you know my you know my crim sixes and, and that. I'm a, I'm gonna go and pick up explosive. I'm gonna get Billy. I'm gonna get summons. I'm gonna get uh, lethal and frosty. And that's my fucking squad. No offense to to uh, to, to my other boys, Royal Two or uh, or Snake Bite, because I'm sure that they're disgusting at it too, or could be disgusting at it too. Billy's actually disgusting at every game he plays. Yeah, like he's different. Like in Counter Strike, you know, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like that. ESEA. Yes, that. So you know, you know how you get a ranking on that. Yeah. He's almost like up there to the pros, just playing yeah. like casually. Like he's yeah. like an A minus or something like that. Yeah. And he just he just plays. And things like he has Silver free time. Eagle. I'm kidding. I'm fucking <laughs> I don't know, uh, but but that's what I would do, bro. No bullshit. Like I I I never, and obviously I don't help out the competition that much. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I've never, nobody's ever asked me. They say, like, "Hey, man, what would you do if you were in this situation?" I literally would go do that because my goal is to sell T-shirts, be 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 popular, more popular than other teams, and have a good storyline going into that's it to hopefully to fucking hopefully win a championship. Did you hear that? I did not. I'm fucking tripping. Damn, Dash is looking at me mean as hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so in my in my situation, I'll be like, I'm like, man, this this is this is the way that I would build a brand in 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 any esport. I would come in, differentiate myself by bringing top quality players from other esports, and it sure it'd be tough because I would have to convince you. Let me let me ask you this: If I wanted to convince you right now to go play Call of Duty, what would I have to do right now? Right now, honestly, I don't think it would happen. Why? Unless you just offered me a ridiculous amount of salary. That's what we're talking about. But like even then, like I would, I I would tell you straight up, like right now, I'd be like, all right, listen, I haven't played Call of Duty like special a lot recently. Yeah, I can't promise like the no, results. No, no, that no, you no. Want. I, I know all that. I, I'm all I'm all I'm asking is to give me the opportunity to make a good brand off of you and your skill, because I know it's transferable. I know you. I'd rather take a shot on you because of the storyline that you bring on the table than some, you know let's call it a, a, a top 25 player Call of Duty in the world right now. You know what I'm saying? That, that's me, my mentality as a, as a team owner. You got to stick out. You know, be you know what I'm saying? Um, what would it take? What would it take? How much How much money can you win this year if you won every single event total? Uh, total? I think probably probably around like 120, 150. 150,000. Let's assume. All right, so I'll offer you two hundred thousand dollars sign-on bonus, right? And then I will pay you your salary, whatever the salary is, right? Would you do it then? Oh, most definitely. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out like a I'm light. Yeah, I'm guaranteeing you your, your thing. Now, obviously, we I would never do that because I, I I like gears and I know that the impact that removing a top player like you would would would, would uh how detrimental it would be to the scene, right? I, I I wouldn't do that, but. Again, that's that's the sort of mentality that I would I, I would go into it with. And the more, one of the times I don't know who was was someone somebody sick or somebody couldn't attend an event because I tried to get formal to play. Remember? I actually do remember that. I forget. I I think that might have been when Icy got banned for mm-hmm. because of that fight that we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Yeah, I actually remember trying to get formal or one of the other Call of Duty yeah. guys to try and sub in for us. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I'm like formal, please, bro. You're you're so good. You would fucking do. <laughs> I it. don't even think anybody knows about. Imagine like we did that and showed up to Gears. At and, that point, yeah. At that point, everyone would literally want to like kill us because I yeah. feel like that that in a way that that is kind of disrespectful. I don't think so. 
you don't I, think I, so? No, not at all. Because if anything, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. Oh, I guess it is. It, it's it's <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm putting myself in yeah. a disadvantage, like walking in, like, yo, we won the last like 10 events. So, yeah. uh, and here, here comes Formal. I'm here with Formal. Bro, I literally said, I'm like, bro, how, I'm like, come on, man, please do it. Yeah, think about this. You're going to be a, 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 Halo, a Halo champion, yeah. Call of Duty champion, and now a Gears of War champion, bro. You will be untouched. Legend fucking Dairy, bro. You literally stepped in and won. And guess what? You have the ability to do that with this fucking team. This team is that fucking nasty, bro. <laughs> You 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 can do it, and he's like, oh, I don't know. And he's super calm, so he's like, nah, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think I would. But it would have been disgusting. Crimson is actually pretty nice, like you're. Yeah, yeah, no, I, but he, with him, really. he he's he's one of those people that's just really really good yeah, at everything. Game, yep. It sucks, man. Like not having him, like on the squad is gonna suck. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, he's always been one of my favorite players, even mm-hmm. before he was in in optic, and and you know he's a I, I like I like his brain. If that makes any sense, I like the way he thinks of things. I like, uh, you know, yeah, he's a little, you know, headstrong and a little forward sometimes. But competitive, you know, he's just really competitive. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm a bit salty at that at that part. Uh, but I I did try to get formal to do it, and had we been able to put it, like literally, optic would have been that much fucking cooler. <laughs> they would have been like, yo, optic is on some imagine, shit right now. Imagine bro. we won that event too. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I have, I, I literally had zero doubts at the fact that we would have won that game, bro. I thought, I, I, I really think that obviously. Icy's nasty and replacing Icy with you know someone that hasn't played the game at a competitive level is is a super gamble. But I do think that in the back of your head, in the back of Billy's head, in the back of everybody's head in that fucking team, they would have been like, "Yo, yeah. we have to fucking do this. We're gonna make." I think we, we were actually down to pick him up. Like yeah. if he was if he was willing to, like we would have actually gave it a shot. Like yeah, play, at least scrim with them for a couple. Yeah, because couple weeks. And, and now from from my marketing head, I'm like, this is gonna make my my Gears of War team the most like more popular than ever not just popular in gears but popular everywhere because of this and this is those are the sort of moves that you need to gamble on if you want to win because ic's already are already disqualified so we are already going in at an under let's try to make a positive impact on this negative thing that we have going on let's do something fucking cool let's do something fucking wild let's do something that nobody's gonna see fucking coming and if we win amazing if we lose we were maybe gonna lose anyway yeah. already. Did you guys? Uh, so what happened? Did he, did, did um, he not get banned? And he? I think what actually happened was so we ended up picking up uh, Shock, another yeah, player yeah, yeah. in the scene, and he we actually played with him for maybe like two months, and then uh, two weeks before the event like was supposed to happen, uh, there was an earthquake in Mexico. Yeah, and it was like so bad that they oh, yeah. ended up having to delay yeah. the yeah. tournament. Yep, yep. And because of that delay. They lifted the bans on both the players that yeah, got banned. Because it expired. Yeah, because yeah. it ex- expired. Yeah. So pretty much he was he was back on the team. Yeah. It's like he never got banned. He just took a two month vacation. Dude, now oh fuck. Now imagine we do get uh, we do get formal to to say yes. That He's been, been practicing. That been awkward. But then he can't do it. Uh <laughs> it, it would have been such a good yeah. storyline, bro. Like I am so like mind blown at the at the amount of crazy shit that almost happened but didn't. Um and there's many instances ex- yep. like like that that never see the light of day, uh, but yeah, it's 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 insane. So um, not not to like more more personal stuff. Obviously, you you guys uh, have a tournament in December. You said uh, mm-hmm. Vegas, uh, San Diego, San Diego. Why not Vegas? Vegas is I where it's at. Uh, yeah, we, we we do have a wor- worlds this year. So yeah. ho- hopefully, it's hopefully back to Vegas. Like Man, I I do want to go. Uh, has has the scene grown since I since I last attended? Has the, have you guys seen steady growth? Do you still stream? Uh, I I actually stream every Sunday. Yeah. Um, 
I'd get like a little over fifteen hundred viewers yeah. in the finals. That's a lot. Yeah, especially for an online tournament in gears. It's yeah. Decent. So why don't you stream more than once a week? Uh, the only time I really ever play video games or gears is during scrims or during that tournament. And obviously, it's not a good thing to always stream like scrims. Yeah, of course not. Especially, I feel like, especially from my point of view, I feel like a lot of people like to copy what we do. Yeah. And um, honestly, there just really isn't anything to play in in gears that isn't scrims. Like mm -hmm. for me, at least, like I can't go out and play pubs or campaign. It's not. I mean, it's fun, me but it's not like I can't sit there and do it for hours. I can't you do know, it. I'll sit there and do it for like an hour, thirty minutes, maybe just chill with my boys or something yeah. like that. But that I don't I don't do any of that. I yeah. only play game battles matches and that I've never played pubs. Like even even in the early days of YouTube where I would have to get a 25 and 3 gameplay with a sniper, like that would be like the, my that was like my tedious work. I would have to go and get that and sometimes campers would get in the way of that. But 90% of my entire gaming experience has been competition. Yeah. At any level. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I'll obviously and, and you know people like uh let's call it scumpy in nature like they will make like they'll talk shit about my you know my gameplay like i gave a fuck like you guys are professionals <laughs> you know what i'm saying um but but i always have and that's that's always my thing i can't play pubs that's just not my thing the reason i don't play counter-strike is the same reason that i stopped playing battalion battalion 1944 did you play that ever i did not i've right. watched a bunch of clips and be yeah. playing that. <laughs> so so i played it and i got addicted to it and i played non-stop if I play Counter-Strike, it'll be the worst thing that I could ever do for my productivity in, in, in life because there's a good ranking system. There's a good op in it, right? There's a, there's a good sniper rifle, and that's all I need in order for it. And it's S&D. Like, it's tactical. It's yeah. chess. It's, there's, so, so, there's so many complexities to that game that there is zero chance that I don't get addicted to the point to where I say, fuck the world. Don't ask me for shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're just saying they're gaming, like back That's, in the yeah. day. I, I, uh, I just, I, I just can't see myself not getting addicted to it, which is why I'll never touch that fucking game. Yeah. It's my favorite game. It's, it's my favorite game to watch. If it wasn't so often, like the competitions there, I would watch it, you know, more. But it is, it, it there's nothing like Counter Strike in my opinion. Um, anyway, so, uh, so uh, really quick, so you when 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 we first met, you were a hefty dude. Yeah, like, I was like I was a you were you were a pudgy dude. I was like a full, bro. My jersey was a four XL, and you're how I'm like tall? I'm like five foot five on a good day, bro. Five dog and four XL. My jersey. I have yeah. an optic jersey in my closet. That's a four XL. Four X. I mean, to be honest though, it, it was, was baggy. It's a little baggy. It, yeah, it, it was really big, like in the width, but it was really short, like in the yeah. length. That's why it was that big. Yeah. Um. That that to me, your transformation was fucking mind blowing. What what? Because you you were. How how much did you, did you weigh back then? Do you? I was fucking for I sure. I was well remember. over two fifty, bro. I was almost two sixty. Five five two fifty five. Yeah, let's call it that. That's insane, bro. That I'm I'm six five. No, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm six. I'm six even, and right now I'm at the heaviest I've ever been at two eleven, right? Two eleven. No, and I'm and I, doing great. I'm bro. I was I'm six, and I was I'm two eleven. You were two fifty five at five five. Mm -hmm. So what 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 caused the change? Honestly, it's inspirational, bro. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like the same thing you were talking about. I just didn't like I didn't like looking at myself and like not being being happy. I guess yeah. Or like I don't know. I I. It got to a point where, like, I didn't want to look at myself in pictures. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, nah, like, I can't live like this, you know? Like, I I want to look at myself in pictures and be happy with what I see. So, I just kind of, I started going to the gym very slowly. 
and I started like educating myself on like how to lose weight because yeah. every every single day of my life I ate rice every single meal right like yeah. I'm Filipino you don't even eat like your your mom can make some like your mom can make the meat fish soup or whatever there's no and rice you're not no eat, if there's no rice you're sitting there you're sitting there waiting until the rice is done yeah so I I educated myself with like carbs protein fats all that and um I just kind of I just kind of experimented I guess yeah to see what works see what didn't. Uh, at first, I started off really slow, just like brown. I would eat brown rice instead of white rice, and then eventually I would just cut out rice, like all in all. And uh, eventually, how I, tough was that? Honestly, it it wasn't that tough, just because I feel like I had a lot of time on my hands, especially after high school. Uh, I had a lot of time on my hands where I was just like, I found myself just sitting there, like, yo, I'm I'm bored, like I need yeah. something to do. So like, yeah. I I would go out and just go to the gym, yeah, spend like an, an hour, two hours there, and then before you know it, like. I'm not fat anymore. Yeah, Matt. Uh, right now, put uh, two different pictures: one here of his before and then his after, because it's it's a crazy ass uh, transformation. Um, I I don't think I could ever 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 be shredded because I love beans and I love tortillas. You know what I'm saying? That's that's it's my life, bro. I'm 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 made of like my DNA has like little <laughs> beans and, and tacos in it. I swear to God, it's 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 that yeah, bad. I'm like 90% race at this point. Yeah, and and I, I as much as I've, I, I never really gave it a true shot of, at dieting, you know, properly mm. or eating properly because I, I think eating is one of the one of the great wonders of the world. Like it's one of the most, uh, it, it's- The gifts of life. Yeah, the gifts of life. Like food is up there, man. But I also, you know, wouldn't mind looking more handsome. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing bad, but imagine <laughs> it'd be unfair. Uh, but, but yeah, I, so dieting is, is, is like the most of the stuff. Did you start hitting the gym? Like how long did it take for you to make these, these things? Like these, these sort of uh, adjustments. Do you, let me ask you, that. do you run? Are you a runner? Do you no, do I, no that's cardio? actually one thing I hate doing. I hate doing cardio. It, when I was losing all that weight, pretty much all I was doing was, was lifting and eating protein. Yeah. Converting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do keto or was um, it? It wasn't keto. So instead of being high fats, it was really, it was high protein, uh, medium fats and like really low carbs. Give me examples. Uh, it would, uh, like certain days I would eat 250 grams of protein. And when and you then, say protein, what are you talking about? Uh, just anything that's protein, chicken, protein shakes, uh, fish, anything like that. So you did, but you measured it. Yes, no I, me, no I would meat? actually no. Just pretty. That's pretty much all I ate was meat. Yeah, I would eat eggs, egg whites, uh, like turkey meat, like pretty much anything that you could find, like sandwich meat. Yeah, A like anything that's really easy to cook, easy to make. Yeah. and uh, I would just I would weigh all that, and then I would I would cook it, and then I would eat it, and then hit the gym, and I would hit the gym. That's Lift it. weights. Yep, dude. I that's... never I never ran. I probably haven't. I probably spent fifteen minutes on a treadmill my whole life. To this day, to this day, fifteen minutes on a treadmill. I not, I hate running. Really? And yes. Even back in high school, like during the mile every week, I used to cheat that shit every week. <laughs> I did I, in in junior high school, eighth grade, nineteen ninety four, ninety three, ninety four. I ran the mile in four twenty five. I was fast, and I more than anything, I didn't get gassed. I I I did not get gassed. I was good at every every sport that I play. I never played golf. I, I'm trying to play now, uh, only so I can beat nate shot but i i just you know athleticism and all like for me 
I always considered myself an athlete, like always since I was a little kid. I I, I love I love to play. I I hated that I sucked at something, so I became so good at it that I could compete with with whatever. Obviously, my grades were really shitty and didn't allow me to 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 play. Uh, but but yeah, so running to me was like never a thing. Even to this day, when I see people running on the street, I I get mad. I'm like, I wish that was me. I wish I had the discipline, the want to be able to just. I I I do feel like I'm a runner inside. I'm just not running, so it's like I don't know what it is about me. I don't know how you even get started running, but me I, I genuinely dislike like running. I just yeah. don't. I, I don't know. I, I'll sit there and lift weights for for hours until I literally can't. But uh, you you couldn't force me on a treadmill at all. What about elliptical? That's the thing. Oh, that, I'm, that's not your thing. At that point, I'd hop on a treadmill and just turn the incline. So up. how much how much did you weigh? Uh, how much did you lose? Like uh, um, in in that process where i was like going hard every single day i think i went i i lost close to or well over 100 pounds pretty much my, my lowest was 150 and that was in uh mexico city season two dang i didn't go to that one hitch did yeah that's when they dropped aaron well oh hitch yeah I, I remember that he was telling us too in dinner he was so mad he was mad at dinner what were yeah. you saying he was like bro i can't believe they would do this while i'm not there like this is bullshit like they, of course they would do this like while i'm on a plane Damn, that's crazy. That's, Mexico City is awesome, man. Yeah, like, I love I, it there. Yeah, it's so dope. It's what's the best crowd that you've played in front of? Mexico City by far. Yeah. I think every Gears event should be in Mexico. It's not even. It's not even close. Like, yeah. If you look at events here, look at events in Mexico, you would think they're different games. Like, but no, it's it's the same game. Just Gears of War is a lot more popular over there. Yeah, because it, it, that's a massive, massive crowd. Yeah. It's uh, and it's all Gears. I, I, what what's crazy about Mexico is that you have um you have these guys that show up to the to the event sit outside with their little shirts they're, and start selling they're fake shirts merch, yep. they're, for, they, they're fake they, uh, they're quick too yeah. they're quick yeah they're super quick i don't even know how like they save like you, where do you go to get that done like yeah no i mean i'm pretty sure they have their own t-shirt prints and i'm pretty sure that like they sit around like that that uh the coliseum and they're like oh shit uh, you know, uh, Wu Tang's gonna be here next <laughs> next week, so they go and make a whole bunch of fake Wu Tang merch, like dope ass merch, there, yep. uh, because it was dope, right? They had like little chains mm -hmm. and shit, and, and and anyway, but uh, I remember talking to one of the people from, um, I think Ali from uh from Gears, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, they got people out there like straight up infringing on your on your thing, knowing full well that they can't do shit about yeah, it. I was just, they're on the street, like yeah. they they got every right to do that. Yeah, well, there, yeah, the, the <laughs> copy, copyright infringement is not a, it's not a thing there, uh, which is which is crazy. All right, so going into into this upcoming year, when when does the season start? Do you know? Um, I mean, technically, the season's already started. Cause okay, we, we're no, playing, but we're playing first land. You said it's in San Diego. December when December sixth, December sixth, uh, in San Diego. Maddie, mark that down. Um, so I, I I do want to go. Uh, and then how many how many times a year do you guys play? I'm just trying to figure out the schedule. I think right now we we only have two events announced. Mm -hmm. So from now until March, there's only gonna be two events. So San Diego, December sixth, and then sometime in March, Mexico City. Okay. Well, cool, man. Do you have any uh, closing comments? Anything you want to say to the people? Uh well, not really. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it was a blast. And, Hell yeah. Uh, well, thank you for coming by. I know it's a short notice. I hit you up yesterday. Um, uh but yeah thanks brother i appreciate you man no don't problem. don't leave uh we we still got uh more conversation to have uh in the meantime everybody thank you so much for tuning in thank you to butcher box and mugsy jeans for sponsoring the podcast certainly do appreciate it uh 
Maddie, thank you for recording and editing uh, as you're doing this. And uh, more than anything, guys, be on the lookout for the uh, Umu stream that's going to happen uh, around the Modern Warfare relaunch or, yeah, Modern Warfare launch of the of the game in a couple of weeks. Not this week, following week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, it'll be dope. So we'll see you guys on the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>